Hello there, Next Issue Podcast listeners. This is Daniel here with a quick word of advice about the upcoming episode. Uh, we had some de- technical difficulties while recording this episode. Lucky for us, we were able to find the audio source that had all the audio for our material. Uh, and we really enjoyed the conversation and everything we talked about on this episode. So we've decided to go ahead and put it out uh, with a quick warning. And also we'll be doing it in two parts because we recorded so much that day. Uh, so please enjoy the episode. Thank you very much. This is the Next Issue podcast out of Dallas. Uh, we're a bunch of guys who love talking comics and pop culture. Uh, we have a lot of tangents, so stay with us. <laughs> Join us in the chat room, and uh, we uh, will post this to YouTube and then uh, to Twitter, or no, to uh, iTunes when? Next week? Uh, yeah, sometime in the next week. Uh, I don't know. I don't want you to hold you to a specific date. All right. Um, let's go around the table. Everyone introduce yourself and tell us something you read this week, Kyle. What did I read this week? Um, introduce yourself first. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Process. Kyle. I'm one of the hosts of the Next Issue Podcast. I will Kylepedia. Yes, I know everything about comic books. If you have a question, please tweet me at Kylepedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I read this week? I'm trying to... Uh... Oh, wow, but I'm blanking on everything that... Mm. Well, we've got War of the Realms going on. Yeah, I skipped those. You, you just talked up that GoBot book. Yeah, but that, that, okay. was, that was from a couple months ago. That, oh, okay. That's already ended. Well, that's talk, it, it, talk it up now, though. People yeah, no, um, so hold on. Let me get the... Um... <laughs> First of all, the, the fact that I, there's a GoBot universe with mythology blew my mind. Yeah, uh, so let me get this. No, this, this was awesome. So this is the same group, two guys that did... Um, the Transformers versus G.I. Joe book that I was talking about. The which, IDW book? Yeah, and this is IDW again. And this takes the GoBots mythos to a whole new twisted level. Where because it's so in the original GoBots mythos, yeah, and I like the GoBots, so leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like the Transformers. They're uh, sentient beings that are on a, a, from an alien planet, and you find out that they actually used to be humanoids. And then to basically keep their, their race going, they started changing their body parts after metallic or metal parts and eventually became all. Uh, robots. As one does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in this one, you find out that GoBots are basically robots created by the humans. But again, like all robot races, they want to revolt. And so this thing pulls from everything from Transformers to Planet of the Apes. To, yeah, it's it's some weird stuff. And oh, it, man. It, it, it's worth a read. You know, sometimes you're like, where the hell are you going with this? And it just... But uh, it's created by uh, Tom Scully. Or mm-hmm. no, uh, yeah, Scully. Which I, I... His art is very Jack Kirby-esque. And that's why I like really? it. Really? Like, yeah, it, his... Our style is very. If you go back and look at the, I, was, I haven't read the Transformer versus Joe, um, Joe, but the art, oh my is God. very reminiscent. And it's got, the, it's even got the same kind of coloring with the, yeah, it, what it, do you call those dots and uh, whatever the, the style of those oh, dots yeah. is. And yeah, like it's, I haven't finished reading it because of the art. It, it took me. It's, it's a little jarring because you kind of have to put yourself in that mindset. But that's half of what I loved about it was the art style. It's like you don't see that, that stuff. And, and I got to say. I, you know, a lot of people are, you know, Marvel, DC, but IDW is putting a lot of good stuff out there. They are. And the other interesting thing I saw this week is they're going to be publishing a Marvel comic. 
Which one? Yeah, they're doing a kid book. Uh, it's oh God. they do have they have a lot of the Marvel licenses. They put out a lot of a lot of Star Wars. It, well, they and have like Adventures of Spider Man, like the more more related to the cartoons. So they have a lot of interesting licenses that well, IDW can play. Yeah, it's with. a it's a Cap- Captain Marvel. Well, book. they have all the um, they have all the Transformer stuff because originally Marvel did the Transform was the one who produced uh, yeah. Transformers, and they have all those to collect, they have all their stuff in, in collect and trade paperback now. Yeah, so. really nice. Yeah, uh, collections. Um, Daniel. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, Daniel, sorry, I'm working on the social media stuff real quick. Sending out some, <laughs> trying to send out some good links for everybody to join us on the chat. Um, so I have been working my way through a bunch of things because I want to start reading War of the Realms, but my completion is brain. Uh, it won't allow me to start the event without um, going through. So I go to uh, what's it called? Uh, I Heart How, How to Love Comics. It's a really good website about reading order and everything like that. Yeah. So it gives me like a list of kind of things I should be reading before I start the event. Uh, so I read, I caught up on Thor, uh, Jason Aaron's Thor all the way up to that. And I just got to say, Mike Belmondo's art is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then just Thor, um, you know, he's still f- trying to find himself if, if he's worthy. Uh, as If you guys don't know, Molnir was destroyed a while back too. So, so it's a very interesting quest to get back to his status quo um and while while trying to deal with the loki and like uh, the impending threat of malachite so it, it's very good i i love that thor run and I, thor was never one of my favorites kind of like adrian talked about but jason aaron knows how, what he's doing yeah uh but another jason aaron book that i'm reading because because it's leading up to war of the realms is avengers mm-hmm. so i started with the war of the vampires oh, yeah. story i haven't finished that but just see, first of all, seeing Blade as part of the Avengers—that is some is twisted stuff. So cool, <laughs> it's so cool. So the I'm on like issue two, and they introduce some characters that are really cool. Uh, they're on a hunt for uh, Dracula mm-hmm. because they want to. They want once they finish him off, like all the vampires, I think they go away, or at least that's the idea. So um, Blade three, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so but, well, no, because all the vampires in the movie never went away. He was still hunting them after he killed Dracula. So no, but in this one, it's like there's like their, there's their own version of the Avengers, but uh, vampires. It, it looks kind of like the there was a run of uh, what was it, the Howling Commandos that was yeah. more like supernatural. Yeah, it's very similar to that. I love that the main guy he's got a little man thing, small like a miniature man thing yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. on his shoulder. I'm gonna have to go read this. Yeah, I think you awesome. should. It's, it's, I saw some art from it. And that's what kind of it's pretty good. The art is amazing. Yeah, uh, got me and, uh, Justin Ponser, who it's a colorist who recently passed away, uh, he's actually on that book. Oh, really? So if you want to go check out some of his work, which it's been amazing. Like a lot of stuff, I, I went back and looked at all the comics I had with him on it, and you don't realize how much he was doing uh, yeah. as far as coloring. So, well, I saw I saw just numbers of books he had done, and uh, just just the stories. I mean, it yep. was really incredible. He was going through uh, cancer treatment and just still like giving yeah. his friends. Um, you know what they needed. Yeah, he he, he didn't miss the deadlines and was just working through it. So, so it's really amazing just to see that. Um, it's amazing, but sad too because right. he had to work through that to pay for his uh, because he's a freelancer. Right. There's no. Oh, there is. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's the world we live in. You're getting cancer and working through it so that yeah. you can afford to pay for part of it, not even all of it. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of ways people can help but with that. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later too. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll talk about the War of the Vampires is one of the coolest things. And this is a slight spoiler, but 
uh, you see Dracula asking for asylum in Russia. <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> uh, what's going to happen next? So, so I recommend that. And then hopefully by the next time we, we kind of meet to get together, uh, I'll start War of the Realms and kind of catch up. All right. Another one thing out on the Avengers, because this is one thing they're doing story-wise. We also have the new release of the Squadron Supreme, but they're the Squadron Supreme of America. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Who, who's the lineup in that? It's the original. It's uh, oh, yeah. uh, Hyperion, Hyperion and, uh, uh, Nighthawk. Nighthawk, yeah. As a matter of fact, they're in that Avengers run, this current Avengers yeah. run. Oh, okay. who, who, who's writing it? Aaron. Aaron? Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like, and the person putting the team together is Coulson. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, Adrian. Um, hi, my name's Adrian. Uh, I've been reading War of the Realms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told myself... As do I. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you say you were going to stop reading it? I only took it once. <laughs> and then I didn't say I was going to stop reading it because the main story is awesome, but I did have a... We have a love-hate relationship there, with this There's a complaint with some of the tie-ins. Um, because the story is really good, and... Aaron packs in a lot, though. He packs in a lot. You get six issues, you get death, changes, people taking over uh, positions in Asgard. <laughs> oh, I know. People losing arms, legs, the you know. The Punisher being on Avengers Mountain and yes. being a part of that. It's just like... Yeah, he's yeah. got his own tie-in, too, right? Yeah, he he's part time. of a team and has a tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, keep going. But, yeah, that was, that's part of the... And I guess we'll get into it later on when we actually discuss... War of the Realms, but yeah, I had an issue with with the tie-ins. Yeah, because the story is so dense, it, it this probably needs um needs tie-in issues. Well, the the, the problem, the thing that gets me is that uh, they were coming out of order, so we were getting this well put together fun event that made me buy extra books I didn't want to buy, right. and for the most part, they've been pretty good. There's for been the most some. Part. You know, but the Giants book I really enjoyed. I like Giants book was fun. I think anytime we say we don't want to buy a book, it's just monetary reasons. It's it not that mon- I don't. Yeah, it is I mon- want to buy all the comics just to be well, well, right. We'll go ahead and get into it then. Yeah, uh, because I picked up. Uh, oh, here's I, yeah, I, I have I, a list I, of all the times real quick if you want to go through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have time? So we no. have the the normal book. Uh, then we have Journey into Mystery, which, which is, is five is, issues. Fun. Fun. Unbeatable, Probably the best yeah. book. Yeah. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, which I think maybe the before the last arc, because I think it's ending at 50, so that's tied yeah, into War of the Realms. As Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, War Scrolls, Thor, Avengers, Venom, Uncanny X-Men, which has their own three-issue three, three issue miniseries, Champions, uh, let's see, I know Spider-Man has his own book with Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man and the League of Realms. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, the War Avengers. Uh, Giant Man. I read War um, Avengers. War Avengers oh, was fun. New Agents of Atlas, The Punisher. Ooh, that book. Moon- <laughs> the Atlas book I have not read yet, but I do have the first two it. issues. Moon Girl and Devil mm-hmm. Dinosaur will have a tie-in issue. Fantastic Four will have a tie-in issue. Tony Stark Iron Man will have a tie-in issue. Which I've already pre-ordered the variant cover for that one. Yeah, that looked amazing. Why? Why huh? are you part of the problem now? <laughs> I'm part cover? of the problem, too. I bought two covers. Join us. I know. <laughs> I'm going to put up a book I read uh, uh, while we get into this. Because, then, real quick, uh, the last few ones. Captain Marvel, Superior Spider-Man, and Deadpool will have tie-in issues. 
And it that's, looks like that's about it. That's one of my favorite things about this book. Daredevil taking Hemdall's place. That is oh so cool. God, awesome. And that was the that was the storyline that I got out of order. I didn't get oh. it, it just told me he had it and then I was like, wait a minute, and then I got the story of how it was done. And I was re- that that's been the part that's uh, oh let me uh, my name's Clay. <laughs> Hi Clay. Um uh, the book I read The uh, show's mechanic, as you can see. <laughs> uh, Bingo Love. Uh, if you have been following us, you saw us attend an event at um, Zeus Comics. Zeus Comics. Uh, T. Franklin was one of the speakers and was talking about our book. I ran out and got it and I'm gonna pass it around here. Uh, it's really great. It's really, really done well. I That's going to really make me upset because I, as we're leaving, that book, they had a little shelf right next to the checkout counter, and that book was sitting on the bottom, and I was going to pick it up and just have her sign it, Yeah. and I didn't. Uh, and now that you say that you love that book. Well, what's really great is I bought the, there. There's a, a standard size, and then uh, this edition, and the jackpot uh, edition has additional art and stories from people like Katie Cook, uh, and they just add to kind of this universe, and it's really good, and um, I, I really enjoyed it. So if you guys want to check it out, she did it all on a Kickstarter. Really? Yeah, yeah. and it's been really successful. And, uh, you know, it's it's weird because, like, I can come in here with a ton of romance books, but there's probably two that I will pitch to my friends, and it will be this one and um, 12 Reasons I I was going to go there because Zeus brought them in when they used to do Cape. At yes. The party. And that's, I got the book because they brought them out. And right. that's what I got my autograph. Over, yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's yeah. Joelle Jones' yeah. uh, art, <clears throat> <Yeah>. early art, <clears throat> and it's early. so beautiful. Um, but, okay, so let's get let's get back into to War of the Realms. Okay. Um Jason Aaron's done an incredible job. Right. He set up uh, an incredible world that's been taken over uh, by Malekith, and and all the world has changed. We had different people working on different books, and then Marvel publishes them out of order and kind of wrecks the story. Of course, it's Marvel. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that's why before I get into any event, I go into that website and I copy the list, and this is, this is the order. Like these people, I don't. It just it feels like it's kind of a community putting all that stuff together. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, so I, I really trust like the I'll guys that, using that the people that take the time to do this. They they're they're for the most part very thorough about that. So I always you know put a lot of faith in that. So so I have a list, and now I've been going, and that's why I'm reading Avengers now, the prelude, because there's a few preludes that are part of this cross crossover. But I'm like, well, let me start at what they would publish the trade. So I got to give Marvel at least credit for one thing. At least they're putting the book out on time. DC, Heroes Crisis, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. We should have been done by now. Yeah. (laughs) I want to throw out one thing. We'll come back to War of the Realms, but since we're on tangents, this is something I got sent on comic book resources. And it's looking at how big of an impact or movie that Endgame did. Comic book resources put out a story say, Tim Burton's Batman is still the Dark Knight's cinematic benchmark. If you look at all the Batman films, I don't think any of those films have had the impact of just funds and, and, and uh, TV and, and stuff out there in the stores that that first movie has ever done. Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Batman Begins, nothing has had, I think, the overall comic book impact that the original Tim Burton movie did. Right, right. And I think, I think though, we have the advantage of living through that time and yeah. seeing, right. you know... Well, almost we did, all this. He doesn't remember. He's only four. I was four <laughs> at the time when that first movie what came out. Hell? Hey, and you looked at the bat signal on the TV and you said, I'm in love. Well, so the first... Hey guys, bat- remember that old movie? <laughs> Empire Strikes Back? Dressed up in latex? Jesus, Tony, how old is this kid? I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. 
the first the Tom f- Holland of our group. Mm. The first Batman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I will take that all day. Um, the guy has the biggest compliment I've gotten all week. Thanks, Clay. Uh, you, you've spoiled the movie for so many people, just like Tom. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I mean, the first Batman I remember was watching reruns of Batman '66, which I didn't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't know what a rerun was. I just knew that Batman was on the screen. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the stories wouldn't finish, but I didn't really care. I was like, oh, he's gonna get out of it, whatever. But I was like, I just want. I just loved cool. seeing that. I loved the, the the sound effects. Like Pow. it was just it was bam. And I think now that I'm rewatched, I rewatched a lot of it. I think I missed a lot of the subtext because there's a lot of like more inside jokes and more. It's more yeah. commentary on Batman with. Which is more like satire as opposed to like just straight up like oh this is you know uh, comic book stuff. And let it make you feel a little bit better. None of us were born in '66. We all watched the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Good. But it, I, I just remember they had that with the Reeves Superman yes. like in the afternoon. So uh, George. Yeah, it was just go. it was just so awesome to to come home and see Batman and Superman well, back to back. I mean, we didn't we didn't have well not even that. We had uh, Leonard Carter's Wonder we Woman. Didn't have, we had. I mean, we had all three. We had, we had the Trinity in, on television at that time. Yeah, yeah. and Marvel had the Hulk. Well, and we loved it. No, 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 we no, no, loved no. it. I'm going to defend Nicholas Hammond on Spider-Man. We had all this, right. We had Spider-Man on TV. I remember watching We did have Spider-Man yeah. on TV. We did. Yeah. yeah. He, he climbed the wall. I still will defend that show. As bad as it was, I will defend that because it was Spider-Man. That um, was his first live action. Outside of the, uh, sorry, the Electric Company. On I'm sorry, uh, the Electric Company. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah, 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 is my yeah. Spider-Man. We're yeah. Thought Bubble. I... <laughs> I need you to bring the best episode to the table. Oh, but when he goes to China. All right. There's an episode where he's going, he's, you actually have him fighting Kung Fu guys. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hold on. We're, we're going to review gonna this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what episode? Oh, God, now i got to look this up. Well, they had 13 episodes. They had one season, and they eventually made all the episodes into TV movies. We're going right. to make a gif of uh, Clay climbing uh, <laughs> from the video because it's great. It's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> I wish we had a green screen so we could put you somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I've never seen the Wonder Woman show. Like I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat down to actually take a look at it. Uh-huh. Now I can because it's all on the DC app. Mm-hmm. So I'm working my way Wonder to Woman. it. Oh, and then I really want to read the the <laughs> comics that they have of Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77, 74. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Those are amazing. Like, no, the, the DC... Those, yeah, because they're actually creating the Justice League. As you go in, it's an yeah. you have Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing, yep. and they're actually going through. So yeah. that, and I want to read the one with where he meets the Green Hornet, which I think Kevin Smith was involved in that one. I think so. Okay, it was called the Chinese Web Part One and Two. It was episodes twelve and thirteen. All right, I'm gonna look this one up. I'm sure we could stream it online. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Right, and yeah, uh, post sure. it from the. Uh, Come next on, issue Marvel. Account. Where's the, your Marvel app with all the that good no, stuff from no, the? You want to go really good? Go watch the uh, <laughs> the Tokukatsu uh, Japanese Spider Man. Now that is 50, 52 episodes with Leperton, the gigantic. That was the first time they ever added a giant robot into any of the Japanese uh, TV series. In that series, it's, it, he gets it by an alien spider, and he goes right. spider, and just <laughs> comes out. <laughs> wow! Which he makes a cameo appearance in the first Spider Verse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" So then, you know, luckily we have the internet, and I was able to look it up, and I was like, "That's freaking amazing!" Actually, interesting story how we, they actually got that. Uh, it was 1970s, around 76 or 77. Marvel did with Toho to do a, a crossover. So the reason they got to use Spider-Man is because we got the Shogun Warriors and Godzilla for their comic books and the toys over here. Oh, wow. So that was the reason they got to use Spider-Man for both manga and live-action uh, series over there. Yeah. Um, 
what was the shop we were at yesterday? Uh, Pastime Comics. Pastime Comics. We were there in talking Wataga. to, yeah, talking to uh, in Watauga. <laughs> Thank I, you. Yeah. I know where Watauga is now. Yes. Yeah, me uh, too. It's not that far. Like, no, it's, it's not. It sounds it's really not far. far. It's not that hard to get to, dude. If, from Mesquite well, is from, an well, hour. Okay, maybe Mesquite. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> far, but if I put on a couple of podcasts. <laughs> took off. Yeah. When 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 Adrian said like, oh, it's in Watauga. Let's go to the event. I was like, fuck, that's like three hours away. <laughs> But it's not. It's 30 minutes from my house. So. And the funny thing about it is, uh, shout out to the guys over there. Uh, awesome yeah, store. It was an awesome little show. I mean, it was, the room wasn't that big, but it's a little you know community center. But um, they had a lot of good vendors, had a lot of cool stuff. And, um, of course, they had uh, Sam De La Rosa. Oh, yeah. And they had the Mangums. And uh, they even had some cosplayers out there. It was, an, it was a small little mini con. Yeah. And uh, uh, Kyle's having a meltdown. No, finish, finish. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, it was it was a really nice show. It was free. Uh, it had different vendors in there and artists and um, that shop. Yeah, and then we go over to the shop because um, I didn't think they would be open because they had this show going on. But the shop was actually well, you got open. four owners. I mean, you got four owners. Right. You can two to run to the show, two to run the shop. Right, well, and they have. Because you said last week they were out of town in conventions. And right? they had kids. Yeah, they them. were. Yeah. They had yeah. somebody, so somebody was running the shop. Yeah. Well, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. There's Chris and... Um, I don't know. It starts with a J. I apologize, guys. But um, we yeah. sat there. It was so funny because we, we go there, and I just wanted to show Clay the shop. And the shop is really cool. So Clay's just sitting there digging. He's finding stuff. Like we just left a con and Clay's still finding. I think that's one of Clay's uh, mutant. Like his first mutation is just he can find random weird stuff that he's really into. Like just at anywhere he goes. <laughs> right, and then um, the 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 gentleman who was running the shop, uh, he was helping another customer out. And then when he finally got him settled, we started chatting with him. And so Clay asked, "Hey, do you mind doing like a little five minute interview? Like you know, just record you know audio?" And he's like. Yeah, as long as we don't, as long as we don't go into detail about comics, because I don't read the comics, and that's when he explained that he just loves the art. Mm -hmm. So he gets all the variants, he collects all this stuff. Um, he has like a fifteen hundred dollar Joker piece. Oh my god! And our Joker, Joker comic. Yeah, and he never reads them, and so he agrees to it. And then we sit there and have an hour long conversation with this guy, and never hit record. But we're just so bad now. But we were, but we were just sitting there, just talking comics, and it was yeah. such a great little conversation. Little thing. Uh, apparently, they're planning to have another show in either July or August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nice. I mean, if this turns out to be like a bi-monthly or quarterly thing, kind of like the North Texas Comic Book Show. Well, not even that. It's gonna be great. Clay, will remember this? Uh, remember Bulldog Productions? He used to do yeah. mini cons. Oh yeah, every uh, month. Final uh, or uh, the Fantasy Festival, yeah, uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Fair. Fair. Yeah, but they used to do every uh, that Sheraton off of the uh, 635 in the tollway used to do a mini convention. They'd have really small shows. It there. was funny though, because like normally you go to a convention and like the main artists that are there, they have their booths and people are standing there, you know, talking to them or getting autographs or asking for commissions and stuff like that and you could tell these people that were there weren't they were kind of novice because like everybody was at all the vendors but nobody was sitting in front of the not like i'm sure you probably could have walked up to sam de la rosa and got a nice little commission for like 75 bucks yeah that's how he was just sitting there yeah i mean it wasn't crowded 
it, you know, the, these are the shows you need to support, uh, or you're just going to have more fan expo stuff. You're going to have right. giant cons that kind of squash the comics community. Right. And uh, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti was on it this week on Twitter talking about smaller shows, how to support those smaller shows, and uh, just talking about, like, the talent, you know, how the talent is treated differently at these shows, whether, you know, if you're a celebrity versus a writer or an artist. Which, you know, I get it. It's it's a money thing, but, I mean, you don't treat another person poorly because they don't pull as many people. I don't know. It just seems sad. Yeah, well, That's what conventions are now. One of my one of my quick stories about that is that the, maybe a few years ago when Arthur Adams was in town, um, he was he did have a, a pretty nice setup because he was at, at an end table, which means they were expecting maybe a bigger line for him. So, you know, at least accommodate people. But I was there... And he was just, he was working. He was just sketching. He was, there was nobody at his table. And I was like, holy shit, that's Arthur Adams. Why is this? Why did I go to Arthur right. Adams? Why is there not a line around the, the thing or whatever? I, uh, I, 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 I can understand Neil Adams, but why Arthur Adams? So, <laughs> so I went, I, went I, I talked to him for a little bit. Uh, we talked about what he was working on. Talked about some of his old stuff with oh the New Mutants and stuff. Um, and I picked up some really cool uh, prints that he had. Um, I didn't. I, he was working, so he he wasn't gonna take a commission at the time. Yeah, uh, just because he was he's working always on like covers and stuff, and his War of the Realms covers are really cool. Um, mm. So yeah, oh but, yeah, they're they're the ones I get by default. So it was just really, and his his prints were like, I don't know, like two for ten dollars or something. Wow. And I was like, why is there not like a suit? Like I got the really cool one with uh, I think it's like. It looks like Nightcrawler's at the top, like, looking down on everybody. Yes. It's a really cool classic cover from the X-Men. Real quick, what was your first Arthur Adams book that you remember? Like, what you realized his art? The Long Shot. No, it had to be something more recent for me. Um, probably, I think he was in Battle of the Atom. That's the first where I, I remember okay, knowing. Okay, yeah, he was doing yeah. some covers So I remember that. he was doing, like, uh, so then I've gone back and looked, but recent stuff it's because just because I worked my way backwards from that stuff for me it was uh, it was my first actual X-Men book period it was uh, I picked up a classic X-Men number 16 it was the first appearance of Weapon Alpha when he's trying to get Wolverine back and he did the cover oh, of he it. did oh yeah is that that oh that's not the number one cover no 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 this is when I was kind of getting into comic books and I just I kind of was like ooh Wolverine I, I never knew who Wolverine was I was like this looks kind of cool and, and the first cover of course you go inside and it's John Bernard I'm like what's going on yeah alright uh, so back back to the back to the uh, well yeah and it, it was I I found myself talking to Clay in the shop and I'm sure this was embarrassing to the guys about how much I love this comic book store <laughs> and and we're just walking around and I'm pointing out this this and that and just, it's just these small little details that they do and Julian was Julian. the Julian um, you know we're sitting there talking and he's like yeah we don't believe in this. And so, like, you go into the store, and they have their the wall, and they have, like, little racks, and they'll have, like, whatever title, and then they'll have, like, maybe two or three back issues, and then mm. the, the, the most current issue, and they have all the variants in there. Um, but every, every every comic book in there is backed and board, or, or bagged and board. Oh, um, wow. They, eh, no extra cost. Everything's backed and, backed and board for you. Um, the variants, uh, if you go get on it on the shelf, go on the shelf, and they are at that cost. So whatever the face cost is, the day it comes out, that's what you pay. Not a, not marked up to forty dollars first day it comes out. It's just 
what it, it is what it is. Yeah, it was nice because I was I was thumbing through a lot of books that they had up on the shelf already bagged and boarded, just looking through variants that I needed, and uh, I ended up uh, getting a book in um, that Nightcrawler, yeah. that Art Adams cover from the new Marvel Comics presents. It's him and Wolverine. Right. Um, a really nice store. I mean, it's it, you know, and it was another thing that was interesting is very small trade section, uh, dollar uh, back issues. Just that was it. They just uh, had one there, 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 there were some that were two dollars. Oh, okay. Oh, darn. Um, but I mean, but yeah. <laughs> but but was, like it, at the it, convention, he had that box of variants. I mean, how many? That whole oh. table was filled with just variants. He had like five long boxes there, and two bucks each. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was no, thinking. No, Damn no, it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have to go, guys. There's Just pack up all my stuff. He needs to pay it, rent. He needs to pay rent. There's Gwen Stacy's <laughs> covers. It's on my other budget. We talking about the I mean, it was. I got rent. that X-Men Black, uh, J. Scott Campbell, uh, Mystique cover, two bucks. So here's, uh, so we're at the we're at the show, and we're talking to Chris, the, one of the other owners, and he's like, and we're just having, a, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, he's like, hey, did you guys pick up the Spider-Man from Free Comic Book Day? Um, we're like, and I couldn't remember yeah. if I did or not. And I'm like, I, I can't remember. And he's like, well, you know, some crazy stuff happened that day where, you know, Donnie Cates held it up. And next thing you know, it's free comic book day. But now all of a sudden they're selling it for 40 bucks. Oh, the absolute carnage preview? Yeah, yeah. yeah the absolute carnage preview. Uh, because and he so, did that, it and, just jacked the price up. And we had already told From him. From free. I had already told him I was going to swing. Uh, we had already asked if the shop was open. I told him I was going to mm-hmm. take Clay by to swing by and take a look at the shop. And he's like, when you get there. In fact, I'll go ahead and text Julian now. Um, we have a couple of copies back there. Both of you can have them free, you know, blah, 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 just so you can read the story. I already know which store probably already jacked up past 40 I mean, the free com- on free comic book day, it was jacked up to $40. But, you know, uh, so so it was a big trip because it was a far drive for me. So I went ahead and plotted out other comic book stores to go to. So I went, I went to Generation X. Didn't I went to Generation X. Great store. That's uh, in Bedford, Texas. Yeah, also sounds really. Fun. The only problem I have with them is they don't treat their back issues like they, they, it's all just kind of like thrown in there. So like you, you try it's to go different are, because uh, because they, their back issues. They, there was somebody back there uh, putting them in. Have you order. gone to their bigger location? Uh, the one in Bedford. Yeah, yeah, the oh, one that's what I've been to. Okay, okay. Yeah. No. yeah, their back issues were well taken care of. I bought a stack of stuff. Then that's that's been new in the last couple of years because it used to be no no backing, so nothing it was just in the bags uh, and thrown in. Those are for dollar. They have a dollar okay. and a quarter bin. Okay. Those are just like that. Okay. Uh, but they they do have a pretty good back issue okay. selection because I was able to put together a lot of stuff. I, like I would say the, from that cover set. Mm-hmm. That's why I got from that. DFW. It's maybe the next best back issue behind Titan Comics. Yeah, Titans. The best. Yeah. Times the best selection in like DFW area of just back issues. So here's uh, a thought for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm becoming a little bit more financially stable or finding more free money, like and not a boatload, but oh, I'm look, about, wallet. But I'm, so, free well, money. So, but I'm start, I'm starting to think about collecting, and a s- topic that I want to talk about is questing, because we were at we were look, that's what through, I've been doing. We've been thumbing through the we were thumbing through the dollar bin over at Pastime, and Clay just pulls it out. He goes, "Oh, here's number one of that mosaic story arc that we wanted you to read." So and I'm you, like, "What do you mean by questing? You mean like looking for certain issues for the uh, run of a okay. no digital? Yeah, getting getting singles. No, I get that. Yeah, I've always been that way. You know, going to comic cons <laughs> or going to different comic book shops yeah. and thumbing but through. I, I have the advantage because I can go, Shelby. Can you see if you've got this at work? <laughs> oh, right. true. true. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. We can go to those places too. I mean, she does, we'll have to look for them. Yeah, ourselves. you can go to Hat and spend hours in this in the thing. Yeah, I used to. I used to go to the the big location had twenty five cent on the, on Wednesdays a long time ago when they were trying to get rid of a lot of their backlog, I guess. 
and I would go there and just like spend ten dollars on comic books. And it that was just meant a lot it, of comic it was just books. really fun going with Clay and thumbing through the the like. You should always I, I get, have a title get, you're looking to fill. And I think that's the problem because I start thumbing through the the long boxes anywhere I go, and I just get bored with it, and I just stop. And it wasn't until Clay pointed out that mosaic. I'm like, let me start looking for this, see if they have any more. So I'm because thumb through all the green. Now lanterns. you have an actual mission, oh, right? Yeah. And so, but they, that was the only that was the only issue of the run that they had. And I'm like, so I turn around to Clay. I'm like, I think I'm gonna start questing for this because you can't find the trade anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and there's only I think 15 issues. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not that long. 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, plus three on the original Green Lantern line. There's actually okay. a time where they actually have all three of them. Uh, do with they them. explain yeah. the planet and yeah. everything? Yeah. Most people need to look that up on the internet. Kyle doesn't. He just knows. <laughs> he just knows. He just knows. <laughs> That's his primary mutation, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was the one thing because uh, I, I was questing at uh, Gener- Generation X. There was they have a really cool wall uh, behind their counter that is all glass with all their books. They're real expensive books, and they're not that expensive. Like there were some right. affordable things. Oh. And this is the part, like, I, you know, I, I've been unemployed for a while, and I was like, man, if I had a job, there was a whole row of X-Men books I needed that were all affordable enough mm-hmm. that it would have filled in a huge gap in my X-Men collection. Wow. Which is basically stu- basically under issue 94. I have 94, and then I think I have 112 up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are the only ones I need. So I know we kind of talked about maybe the main topic for this weekend. I think we kind of segued <laughs> into it pretty well. Uh, because you mentioned that at pastime they bag and board their books, mm-hmm. which uh, I think it's one of the uh, the things I'm worst at because I have a big box of unbagged books, oh. and I have bags and boards. I just haven't done it. And then you also you mentioned the TV and some of the collection. So I think we can talk about some of our comic book habits and like oh. and stuff, uh, and that'll be our main topic for the day. Um, well, like one of my goals for the end of the year is to get rid of uh, not get rid of, but just I have a big collection now that it sh- it's probably bigger than it should be because I did used to I go to, do not doubt that. I used to go to <laughs> half price books and, and we use an app called ZLC Collector. Yeah, I got which that. Which is it's great. Um, it's really worth the whatever $20 or whatever oh, it is. Oh, totally. But you can buy bundles so if you do uh, if you collect DVDs and, and yeah. vinyl you can buy like three of them for the price of two. Yeah. So so I saw and I have 3,500 comics and I've only been reading since 2012. So that feels like it, it's too much, I think. And it's because of You're that. You're surprised? Have you seen his pull list every week? I know, but uh-huh. man, I, when I got my count after, like, I, I was scanning in my stuff, and, yeah. and I had, like, over 6,000. And it's because a lot of that is from those 25-cent bins or those shows are, like... I started getting rid of those. Yeah, like, so that, like that's what I want to... essentials, yeah, that's what I, what I want to do is, like, I want to take a look at a run. If I don't have the complete run, am I going to ever fill it out? If not, I, I have a lot of friends that are in, in education which I want to give them the comic books. Uh, or like Clay does the thing on Halloween that instead of candy, he passes out comic books. So I want to well, take I'm, a, a I'm th- going to take. I'm gonna start taking some yeah. of the stuff that, that I think is worthwhile, and, and we'll be doing giveaways on here. Yeah, yeah, so. I think that'll do too. So so I want to get at least 1,000 books, because that way by the end of the year, with the stuff that I'm buying, maybe I'll end up about under three under 3,000 for sure. Uh, but yeah, just... It also How do you end up with the whole whole thing of unbagged comics? Do you just throw them in the box and not so, read them, or you read them and that's your? Well, so for for a lot of the Marvel ones, I'll redeem them and they just don't read them. I mean, then read them later digitally. And then for DC books, for the most part, anything I pick up DC because they don't give you the digital issue, I'll just read day off. Yeah. 
Uh, or I'll wait till, if I'm picking it up, then I'll wait for the trade to be out of. Like I just want the comic book physically, but I won't read it till the trade's out on like the library app on the Hoopla app or something. Yeah. So, but I still want to have the physical issues. How important is it that your store carry back issues? Well, now I'm starting to. I'm gonna start questioning it. It's probably gonna be pretty important. I think at, at this point right now, I rarely buy any back issues. I think it's important, but I don't like. I don't go into every time I go pick up a stuff at Titan. Like I just go, I get my pull, I go For, to the back, and that's it. Like I don't look through the back issues. I think it won't be near as important as it as some people because yeah. I think with the gaps I need to fill in my comic book knowledge or the things I want to read or the things that I want to own, I think I would rather collect them in a hardcover. Yeah, and read them. Now there are things like mosaic, which are hard to find, and I'm gonna have half to price. quest for it. Seriously, gonna, half price. I'm gonna have to quest for it. Um, quarter oh, vowels. No, is uh, another thing that movie trading company. Uh, one of uh, of Greenville. They have you go in there. They have a huge bag. You should. It's like they're all dollars. You know, you can find oh, the most really? random stuff no. there. Yeah, yeah. Go that, check. That's there. where I get my bags and boards because they're cheaper than like anywhere else. Oh wow. Trade. Yep, it's oh, weird. Like the big one. It's cool. weird. Yeah. Like. I mean, it's a few dollars, but I'm buying like two or three, so it, it adds up. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's – for me, it's not so much the back issues. I, I think for me it's – and you said you went and checked it out. It's not that I have anything against the store. It's more of how certain comic shops aren't really comic shops anymore. They're game stores that sell comics. Yes. And Docs right. is kind of that. And it's, it's nothing yeah. against them. I get they, they need to make money. But they, but had, they had a pretty good back issue collection. Yeah. Actually, first time on there. It, it, was, it, was, just, it was all along the wall. Okay. So, I mean, I would say it's it's uh, substantial to what Generation X had. Their back issue. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just it was just placed weird. See, Generation X for me is they're a smaller version of Madness. Have you ever been to Madness and Plano? Yeah. Oh, Holy definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they're like a quarter size. Yeah, yeah. Of that. Madness, you go in the tr- talk about trade paperback section. You can go in there and yeah. I can get lost for hours just looking like they have this, they have this. It's like I, like I know like it no, ba- I like no back issues anymore. I know. And if you do want back issues now, there's a new store in Irving called sanctuary uh games and comics okay and they have a big click so so the, the owner um sean he bought a big like a, just a store that had closed down he kind of bought them out to open up his comic book shop they just they just hit a year back in uh free comic book day weekend yeah uh, so i stopped by he had a really big sale of like 20 percent off of uh like everything pretty much in the store so i bought Jeez. I bought two statues that I didn't need. I think I showed you guys the the Batman statue. Oh yeah, uh, the Sean Murphy's uh, White Knight Batman and, and another Batman statue. But he also has a really big collection of back issues, and then he also has a lot of like key issues and stuff. Like he has them up on the wall, mm-hmm. um, like with prices and everything. And Sean's just a really cool guy. Like he loves comic books. He has a he has a different thing that he really does for a living. But his store is kind of like his passion. So I go there all the time. We talk about comics. I told him that maybe we want to do like a, an episode either there or record with him or like maybe an interview. Just to we talk thought about, about the, that doing that past time. I think learning about the comic book industry and like the backside of it, like all the well, store, like it's really interesting. Well, I, th- I I agree with that because talking with Julian yesterday, the concept of them getting in with the publishers and the artists and coming up with their own covers variant covers for yeah, books. Yeah, they have exclusives yeah. at their store. At their, at their, from their store, at their store, I thought that was just fascinating that as much as the shops are struggling now, they still, can, like these guys, well, these guys seem like they have a good business sense. Oh, yeah. And they told us, this is a really cool story uh, that he told us about how they got started. 
they didn't have a shop, but they wanted to do something. And so he's driving, he's doing a service call and he's driving by Trader's Village. He hadn't been to Trader's Village in years, but he's like, man, maybe we should do there. So he calls Chris and mentions it, but Chris had to hang up real quick. Two hours later, Chris calls him back. He's like, dude, we're on this. You know, it's like only 250 bucks a month to, rent? To, to, rent, to rent a booth. Yeah. Oh, booth. It, yeah, he was just getting a booth. Rent a booth. Where was and that? Uh, Trader's Village. Trader's Village. And so... Uh, they go down there their first weekend, bring their long boxes, you know, thinking they will be feeling their way around. First day, they're sold out of everything. Of they're out of stock of everything. Wow. And that's how the comic book stop, shop got started. Well, the wow. thing for me that I connected with was him talking about his daughter. Yes. That he got actually got into uh, pops with her because she was buying all these pops, and suddenly she wanted to start trading and selling. selling. And then he, so he looked into it and everything and like, uh, and just this dad getting excited about like just doing these things with his daughter. He was just really happy and having a great time. I think that was, uh, that's what really connects me to this store is the two guys that, because I haven't met the other two owners. I've only met Chris and Julian, but meeting those two and their love for the business. And it just shows through as they're talking. Um, Another great thing about this store is they only sell two things. They sell comics, and they sell pops. And the pops are all $10. They're whatever the face price is. That's Yeah, that's most stores, though. Like, you know, yeah. I, I've got to do Well, some, they some had, stores they, have the, ex, like, the exclusives or whatever, like, okay, in so which they do yeah. mark them he up. He did have, a, like, a lot of stuff I'd never seen before. You're right. And so I, I just I, I can't say enough about that store. I mean, this, pretty much, this episode's pretty much turned into the pastime <laughs> comics. Well, I um, want to give a shout out to a, one other store that really doesn't. I've never seen games, and it's it's for me. It's been the last comic shop that felt like an old style comic shop. It's Awesome Comics. That's mm-hmm. over in Dallas because right. I mean, you walk in there and they're just nothing. They have back issue selection. They have action figures on the side, the T-shirts, and they got the normal issues. There's no no video games. There's no magic that I've seen. It's like all basic. Just comic they, they have. I like that they have not only statues but like action figures. Yeah, like regular action figures. You go to like Toy Stores or something. Well, Zeus is like that. I yeah. mean, and very no, there, it is. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but I mean, but. Zeus is and it, no, no no I love Zeus. Don't get me Richard oh, yeah. to hear this. But <laughs> R- Zeus has always been like that art gallery kind of like space you go into. When you go to Awesome, it feels like the old. My the very first comic shop I ever went to was in once it was like eighty five or eighty six. It was the Lone Star Comic Books in Irving. Right. I walk in there and it's just I'm like, oh, what the one up for one eighty three next to the Hooters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was like, what is this place <laughs> next to the? <laughs> well, you know, you go get wings and then you yeah. go get your comics or right. vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I love Zeus, but like this is you go in there and it's like you, you're almost trans- transformed back into an, like the nineteen eighties when comic book shops were still yeah. comic book shops. Yeah. but you know what, uh, Shelby and I were talking about this. The comic book shops that exist today, but exist today because they don't have that stigma of the old comic book shops where you walk in, unhelpful people, True. dirty, can't find stuff. No, yeah. You know, the, the the bad negative stuff that we remember from old stores. I mean, I used to get stuff from the store in Mesquite that was just like... That was All-Star. No, no, oh, it was another one. Mm. It was yeah, it was a smaller shop. A shop we will not mention. Yeah, we will not mention. Well, I, I mean, I, well, I, I could probably guess. Dave's probably dead, so <laughs> he was old then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Um, I'm gonna take it dark. Yeah, Dave, you didn't run a great comic shop, but it was you know where my mom took me. When when we went to for free comic book day, when we went to Urban Legends in Mesquite, I realized that as I stepped into the store that that's the first store I actually bought comic books from. Really? Because I was right. in the area. Yeah, I went, but it was it was still Lone Star back then, uh, which is why I didn't recognize because the name changed, right? So I, I walk into Lone Star, and, uh, like, 
I had just decided that day I was off work and I was like, I want to get into collecting comic books. Like that was the, the moment where I was like, I like, I had read some digital stuff and I had read some previous stuff in college, but I was like, I want to get in the comic book store. I have the money now to kind of like afford getting into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> I'm in one of the sanctuary, sanctuary books yeah. and there's an image of him. Because we play Keith, we, <laughs> <laughs> we play, uh, we play Keith for Jack Sanctuary on Saturday nights. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I, I go in, I ask the guy, like, so I like team books because I want to get my bank for my book, you know, get a bunch of heroes at once. So the first two things I bought was uh, Avengers versus X-Men issue zero, which now I, re- now I realize it's a, a fourth print. <laughs> so I went back to look for the first print uh, of it. Mm. Uh, I got to have the first print. Why? You know? Because the cover is different. The color is different <laughs> from the other covers. Wow. And then I bought uh, Earth 2 issue one which they had just launched that issue oh from uh yeah when did DC. that come out of uh, convergence no that was before that was okay. when they when they after flashpoint that was the second wave of books that they launched all right um which came up in conversation because uh nicholas scott she was drawing the art back then and uh oh the, i don't know if the computer's off uh, it seems like the stream's still going but maybe the screen just turned off um Last thing you want to finish up, we'll go round table. I want I want to get y'all's routine for buying comics, bagging them, documenting them, putting them away, because I am almost I, I've had like two to three years of just stuff backlogged mm-hmm. that I have been bagging, boarding, documenting. I've created a pile of duplicates. I've got I've got yeah, and. Uh, Got everything on my phone. I think I've almost got. I've, I've got like maybe two boxes left to scan in, and that's it. All right. Uh, I guess but then that's that's scanning. Yeah. Also making sure I have a digital copy online if it's yep. a Marvel book or if it's a DC number one book. Uh, then also making sure I have the entire collection together somewhere in a in a box. Yeah. So that I can keep them all together. So I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, here's kind of my routine for Wednesdays, and most Wednesdays this happens because I'm able to get out of work early enough. So I get out of work. I head over to Titan Comics where I have a pull list. Uh, I pick up my stuff there. Uh, I look through the stuff. They have a lot of really cool variants. Jeremy never really marks up the price. And if he does, it's not too much. Um, so then after that, now more recently that I discover Sanctuary, I'll, I'll head over there because that's where I have my second pull list. Uh, so <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, so then I'll pick up my stuff there. Uh, you know, like I said, we ask. I'll talk. I'll talk to Sean because he's he's really cool. We kind of catch up on like what we're reading and stuff. Um, he he also he holds out the main stuff. He pulls out a lot of variants for me. Like he just it's in case I want it. Like it's not even like if I don't want it, I'll just put it. Like he'll put it back. But he's like, you're getting all these books. You might like this stuff. Like here you go. Like Aaron does that for me. Yeah. He pulls so. Scotty Young covers that he gets, and then anything he thinks I might be interested. Yeah, because he he kind of knows now that now that I've been going there a few months, like he knows what I like. So he'll he'll pull stuff for me or upcoming books. He really pulls all the stuff from more of the realms, and the ones that I'm not picking up, like I'll just put them back, and he'll just sell them to uh, other customers. Um, and then about once or twice a month, I go to Boomerang Comics. Uh, because I have a in Louisville because I have a small pull list it's only a few issues but I like to have a pull list there because I go to their comic book club every month so I want to support that store as well Um, so so buying buying a few comic books and then also we pull the the book of the month I'll buy it there 
so that's kind of my way to support that store. Um, so once I have everything together, I'll go home. I'll scan it on the CLZ app, and then I'll redeem any codes that I have. And now I've been logging everything onto League of Comics as well. Uh, League of, I don't know what, the website's League of Comic Book Geeks. I think that's what it's called. Because uh, that's where I manage my pull list, so like everything I want. Um, that, the website's pretty cool because it's also kind of crowdsourced. Like uh, people just put put stuff on there and everything's pretty complete. They have all the publishers. There's some that I'd never even heard of. Um, so yeah, once that's done, the part where I kind of fail is at putting stuff away once it's all scanned because uh, Tyne gives you this really nice uh, it's like a paper bag it looks kind of like you're going to the butcher shop yeah so what I've been doing is I put everything from that week in the in the paper bag roll it up and I have these short boxes of like recent comics they're just bagged they're just they're not bagged they're not bagged or boarded it's just like oh, the comics has a high but, bottom but it's a bag of comics yeah it's just a bag of comics for that week so I have like two of those little short boxes now with a lot of things that I haven't bagged and boarded I have bags and boards I just haven't done it so every once in a while I'll sit there and bag and board everything but the next step I need to take once I go through my collection is put stuff in order again because I it's just you know like Jeremy sells uh, little short boxes for a dollar no lids or anything they're used short boxes but I don't care like I just need somewhere to put comics yeah Uh, yeah and I'll just you know I'll do that but I think where I lack uh, some of the effort is in just organizing the collection at home I'm pretty good at everything online uh, mainly because I want to read stuff, and so I need to take a picture of where my collection is because it's all under the stairs and it's all like on the side so that I can get through and go underneath. Yeah. And yeah. I, I so have too many. There will be a lot of giveaways on here. That's my my ritual for mo- most Wednesdays. Sometimes when I'm busy at the end of the month, like it'll move to Thursday or Friday. Uh, like this week, I didn't get to go. I still haven't gone to Sanctuary. I need to go pick up my stuff there. Now, Adrian, you use Hoopla more than anyone else here. When when do new books show up on Hoopla? How do you how do you track down what um, you want to read? It's weird because like uh, like Tom King's run on on Batman, he uh, like. They came out with volume nine yep. a month ago, month or so ago, two months ago, and it was on there like a couple days after it came out. Wow! Um, and then like some other stuff, they're new. It, it's just not on there. Yeah, um, any, anything the library has, um, it will show up there like maybe a few weeks, uh, like maybe a few days later. Wow! And it, it's mostly like a few days after release. All right. So, so like to me, that would be a hot book that would come out. You have to get in line. No. No, it, it there's uh you just download it. Okay, I mean, you don't have to wait. Uh, yeah, in the past, I know I used some of them for audiobooks and stuff. You would have to, like, it, they would say there was like five digital copies, yes. and 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 you. Would uh, have to that wait. is um, what's the overdrive. Oh yeah, so, overdrive. is it overdrive? Yeah. yeah. So, I, and this is in my research. This is a podcast I listen to called I Read Comic Books. Uh, so shout out to them because they actually looked into all this stuff. The only limitation you kind of have with Hoopla is that everybody in that library, everybody that's using from your library, there's a, a certain amount of books you can check out per day. So if you do very late in the day, you may not be able to check out something till the next day. Like, it'll just give you, like, error, try again tomorrow or something. Yeah. Because maybe, let's say, I don't know, 100 or whatever, only 100 people can borrow something that day. So if you do it early in the morning, then you can still get borrows. Wow. Um, 
and then it's it's a very weird limitation but i mean as long as you're kind of it, it it's very rare that i've gotten that error and it's really only when i'm doing it like at the end of the day uh, especially the last day of the month where i'm trying to take things out so i can because my bars are about to reset so, yeah because you only get five per yeah total so what uh what other ways are you are you getting the books that you want um library uh like i said i do a lot of i, I don't have the money really for like current stuff so yeah. I, it's not like i'm going to a comic book shop every week and having a pull list but i'm reading other stuff that i find interesting or that i want to read or that's recommended to me and i can find a lot of that at the library or either on hoopla um well, if i have a little bit of money or if i'm in half price books and i see a good deal on a on a trade i'll pick that up um I'm getting a little bit more financially stable as time goes on. So I, I like I said, I have been reading War of the Realms. Um, I figured we'd be talking about it on the show. I need to read it. And it's Jason Aaron. It's Jason Aaron. And everybody, it's well documented how much I love this guy. Yeah. 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 So, but I think now I'm probably going to start looking into collecting a little bit more. Um, I think I wanted to, I think the hardback, stuff is a nice idea but still not really in the budget yet quite yet yeah and and um but you know who knows i may swing by gen x and there's a ten dollar book hardcover they might have visions for ten dollars that i might pick up yeah that's the thing now is you can find so much so many deals because there's yeah. so many stores trying to figure out what they're going to have in inventory so they're unloading trades or they're unloading their singles so it's a great yeah. opportunity if you're that, questing zoos i love their their uh quarter uh comic book quarter sale. sales yeah because uh, when we went on free comic book day i picked up i wanted to read shatterstar and i found the i only had issue one so i found the rest of the issues i wanted the code was still good the, the redeem codes were still good You're so right. i was able to redeem everything nice and now i have the full shatterstar a uh, mini um and i can read them whenever i want because i have the digital yeah um the, the only yeah i'll uh, i'll buy singles at half price books like i that's how i ended up getting miracle man because a bunch came in i was like okay i get get these and then i ended up you know questing for those issues and not paying full price and and sometimes i'll see things that are so recent that i'm like but you came out last week how are you at high price books already yeah and i think it's maybe some people that they buy the books and they don't want to keep them like they just go back and sell them because they yeah. know they're recent they'll probably get a little bit more money uh i've never sold anything in high price books so i don't know how much they give you for comics but but I imagine that newer stuff is probably like I'm sure they have a system to look it up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm like this is like this is new stuff, and then sometimes people won't redeem their Marvel codes, and I'm like, well, I'm getting the comic and the and code the digital. For it. Yeah, yeah, it's so. worth it. Um, anything else, you guys? Thank you for listening. Uh, we will put out part two of this episode later on in the week. Uh, so if you enjoyed that, you know, just keep on the feed. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast feed. Uh, you have a great week. Go out, read some comic books, watch some movies. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're reading. Thank you very much. Check us out at Next Issue Podcast. Reach out, and you have a great day.